Ladies and jerks, you are about to listen to the masters of the obvious. But to be honest, they ain't masters of nothing. Sure, they may suffer from histrionic personality disorder and a multipristophilia. But so what if they're crazy? The best people are, right? But be careful. They probably will insult you. Just do like I did. Tell them, I'm rubber, you're glue. Whatever you say bounces off me and leaves a six-inch diameter exit wound in you, huh? So listen, you like interviews, naughty stuff, bad puns? You're going to want to stick around for this, pudding. <laughs> Kill the track! Hello and welcome to Season 2, Episode 8 of Masters of the Obvious. I'm Kirsten Bozio. And I'm Cynthia Rose. On this episode, Kirsten and I discuss the Black Widow movie, My Loki Sex Dreams, and ask the question, am I the asshole? First, we'd like to remind you to go to mastersoftheobvious.com. We have merch for sale. And if you'd like to support this pod and take advantage of free shipping in the U.S., well, we really appreciate you. And hey, baby, are you a toaster? Because I'd love to take a bath with you. <laughs> and you can check out our shop and show your support at mastersoftheobvious.com. God, I hope your therapist listens to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I feel like this entire podcast is a game of red flags. Right? Mm -hmm. If you listen to this podcast, that is a red flag. <laughs> that is. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, do you want to go into news? Yeah, let's go right into it. There's some news and then, of course, oh, there's some actually, big things to talk about. I want to talk about Popeye's and the chicken sandwich. Okay, talk about Popeye's. Um, just to catch up, we're doing this in person yet again. Yeah. We just can't get enough of each other. You know what I can't get enough of? You love that chicken from Popeye's. I love that chicken from Popeye's. I finally introduced you to my favorite chicken sandwich. What were your thoughts? Um, I was really hoping that it would eclipse my love for a one homophobic chicken sandwich. Mm -hmm. I'm sad to say it did not. That blows my mind. I feel like it's it's a bigger cut of meat. It's crispier. The, the pickles like, are big and artisanal. The I bun's like good. What I like about the Chick-fil-A sandwich, besides um, hating gay people, the incredible guilt you have eating it, um, if one were to eat it, uh, don't look at me. It's not me. <laughs> Hypothetically, if you were to eat this sandwich, this is what I've heard about it. Um, it I do like that it's kind of soggier and it does melt into the bread and then it kind of melds with the pickles and, and then you have those waffle fries. Oh, fuck off. It's so fucking good. It's It's criminal how good it is. But I haven't had it in years, and my mom asked for one the other day, and my son was in the car when she asked, and he's just like, fucking reading her the riot act. Like, <laughs> are you kidding me? This, this, they, they hate gay people. This company is no good. And then he went on to call it a racist sandwich, which... I mean, I don't think that's too far-fetched. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's plausible. He might be onto something. He will. I only eat chicken sandwiches made from the chickens um, that Exalia Banks has sacrificed in her closet. Oh. Have you seen the pictures of that? No. Which is funny because I wanted to show you the movie Angel Heart, which has a lot of that in it, with Lisa Bonet. I love oh, Lisa it's so, Oh, my God. She's naked in it. Oh. Speaking of showing each other movies, we tried. <laughs> we did. Night. Last night, we, we what we did is we took some movies that the other hadn't seen, wrote a list put it into a, a bowl mm -hmm. and picked movies and we came up and they were very spot on for our generations as well right so the movie that kirsten picked that i had suggested was cannonball run and the movie i had picked that kirsten suggested was heavyweights heavyweights <laughs> <laughs> well it was between that there was like 13 um, there, there were slightly classier, I think, movies that I wouldn't be made fun of from a, a, a critic standpoint, like right. um, Being There, which is like a Peter Sellers movie. But the rest are just 
garbage. Like Mal was most wanted with with Jamie Kennedy. Yeah, I'd never seen that. And yeah. then I picked stuff like with Nail and I, Forbidden Zone. Um, probably the trashiest one was Cannonball Run, the one you picked. It's so fucking good though. I I love it. I mean, being a vintage reseller, I'm like, I want that. And I actually recognize a dress that I own in the background. Hilarious. So we didn't get to finish Cannonball Run because uh, as I was streaming it, the audio and the video were off. So mm-hmm. we just stopped watching it and put on heavyweights. I feel like both those movies are kind of on the same playing field when it comes to this like lowbrow humor. Sure. And just I will argue though that I think that heavyweights does stand the test of time. I don't think that they would make this that movie these days. I don't think they would do as much like like size gags right um nowadays, but like for the most part it's and at the end of the day it's pretty body positive like this is how you are. Just be happy, be fun. But I actually do get a lot of fashion inspo from Tony Perkins, <laughs> Ben Stiller's character. Those were looks. He you, was serving it. You really have a thing for that guy. He's kind of hot. I mean, I mean, not as a person, but like. Not as a person. I mean, not like per- as personality, but like just flare wise and that mullet. So mm. it just does it for me. I don't know, man. I'm going to give it to Burt Reynolds for this one on this. And if we were pitting oh, them against well, each yeah. other. Oh, yeah. Well, Burt Reynolds always wins in sex Ooh. appeal. Yeah. But a thing I noticed is that that Cannibal runs from 81. Mm-hmm. Burt Reynolds has never looked young. Ever. He's never. always been an old man. He's always looked like a ham sandwich. And for some reason, in 81, ham sandwich. Sexy. It, it, yeah, and he's like, and he's very narrow. I notice his waist and his legs are so narrow. That's a very cowboy physique. Oh, okay, okay, that makes sense. That yeah. Makes sense. He does like his cowboy hats. And then there was also um, Terry Bradshaw. There's but a lot of weird I was cameos. And <laughs> kind of disappointed in myself that I remember who Terry Bradshaw is. <laughs> Sammy Davis Jr. is so good in it. And Dean Martin. Dean Martin. Farrah Fawcett. Oh, anyway, Cannibal Run. Delicious. Didn't get to finish it, but I will. I'll make. I'll make yours. And Roger it. Moore. Roger. It really Moore. was a who's who. It was fun. It's such a fun movie. We're trying to culture each other. <laughs> I'm showing you Gen X culture. You're showing me millennial culture. <laughs> it's got a bottom of the barrel, though. I. Well, to be fair, I've seen a lot of movies. Like a lot of it, the movies it that is you hard asked. To find, but you also have like over a decade of movie time watching to watch it. And I had what I like to refer to as the no fun twenties when I was in my twenties. It was a lot of. I played a lot of music, but I didn't go out a lot. Mm-hmm. And I watched a fuck ton of movies. Like everything I could possibly get my hands on. At my on. most hermy hermit yes, I watched a lot of reality TV. It was just a lot of like Bravo and E channel. Really glad I never had that. Never went through that phase. News or Black Widow or Loki? What do you want to do first? You want to do news um, first? Yeah, let's do news first. Okay. So should we start with Masters of the Universe? We have to. Look at our logo. Our I name. know. So, do you want to start talking about it or do you want me to go off? I'm more positive about okay. it. Oh, then I'll go off. Um, <laughs> I don't know if it was because I had latent high expectations because of how hard She-Ra hit, mm-hmm. but I was fucking disappointed. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, I only watched two episodes, so it could have gotten better, but I didn't watch any more, not because I didn't have the time, but because I chose to stop watching. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about some positives. Okay. Uh, Lena Headey as Evelyn. Like, she's great. She's fan-fucking-tastic. Yeah. Uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar as Tila. I, her, her voice is just so comforting to me. Yeah. I listen to her all day. And Tila seemingly becoming the protagonist. I'm into that. I'm into that. Twink Adam. Twink Adam to Muscle Gay. We love He-Man. it. Yeah. We love it. Because, yeah, exactly. Like, He-Man is the thing he becomes. That's his closeted. It's, there's always been, like, a gay analogy and at least it, with at least it He-Man. makes more sense that people are surprised that he's He-Man. Because right. in the original series, like, really? It's a clothing change. Yeah. Like, every time that guy changes his clothes, you're like, where's Prince Adam? He's got the same fucking hairdo. He's got the same physique. Everything. And Adam just mysteriously disappears. Mm-hmm. You really think that he's that, a guy that big is that fucking scared? Maybe. It's possible. I think living somewhere where magic is, like, exists actually just makes you dumb. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I can go with that. Yeah. So some of my critiques are that I miss Skeletor's weenie, whiny, bratty voice. All. All praise be to Mark Hamill. Didn't get that much of him, though, to... Not in what we've seen. Yeah. He probably comes back. He has to. 
And where was Orko's annoying voice? It was pretty straight forward. Mm -hmm. There was no like, I remember Orko really fucking bothering me as a kid. And that was part of his character. I think uh, there's a couple things to take into consideration when it comes to this show. I, I it's an improve. I think it's an improvement on the original, mm. just quality wise. Um, but I would I expected more and more of a detour from what we had. It, he, it's not like he really tried hard to stay true to the not only the art style but like the simplicity and storylines. But this is part of my problem, is that when you keep the look and all of that so similar, it's hard to accept certain changes, like, where's that whiny voice? Where's that, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, when you, because with, with She-Ra. cherry-picking things that you're yeah, saying because with She-Ra, all bets were off. It just looks so different, so the voices being different, everything being different, it didn't matter. Mm-hmm. Because it was totally fucking it's, different. You can, you can think of it as, like, a, a separate entity, almost. Yes, but this was so... I mean, like, He-Man's costume's the same. Mm-hmm. Also, ha- did you like his um, his Sailor Moon <laughs> moment when he was changing? Like, were his we, magical boy Were we going to see, like, you know, the He-Dong? <laughs> like, was he naked for a second? It's like his little furry thing came on, like, all like, it was pretty funny. Yeah. We do see more Dong in um, Son of Zorn. Oh, right. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Which, again, um, didn't. I, you know, I might have my blinders on. Sometimes you just get really attached to some things and you just cannot be objective about it at all. And then you show it to someone else and you see it through their eyes and you're like, oh, shit, this isn't as great as I thought. Right. Because after we were watching Masters of the Universe Revelations and we stopped at episode two, you're like, well, let's watch Son of Zorn. Let's let's do a Which is supposed to be kind cleanser. of like the office style um, oh, more Arrested Development, I think. More Arrested Development style, uh, humor. And then, but you're, you're, you're transplanting like a He-Man type character who's an actual cartoon into the real world. The concept's great. Yeah. But that pilot episode's rough. Didn't, didn't enjoy it. I think it's, it, it, from what I remember, it gets better. Okay. But, well, uh, I mean, pilot episodes, can, you gotta give them a little Yeah, price. yeah. Today's the last day of the virtual San Diego Comic Con. That really just flew past me. Who gives a shit? It's but a we did get um, the Eisner Award winners. Do you know who they are? Um, I did look. I looked over it. It's it's a good list, but I think the one that I'm obviously most excited about is Matt Fraction, who of course is the husband or friend of the show, Kelly Sudakonic. Yes, congrats, congrats to Matt. Although we did see it, we saw a former guest on Twitter, uh, Chelsea Kane, going off about the nominees before they were announced. For the winners were announced about how it's just so male dominated, mm. but. To be fair, I mean, there, there, there were there were uh, female winners, but um, it, it still is a very male dominated industry, right? So, I mean, it goes both ways, and so do I. Cute. Speaking of being sexually attracted to something or someone, yeah, Michael B. Jordan mm-hmm. is giving us the Superman Val Zod that we want on HBO Max. That's exciting. I know. Do I, you like his acting? I will. Uh, who, who can tell? Yeah. I will literally watch him in anything. I He's so beautiful and he does sell it, but uh, his acting's a little clunky. Oh, I'm not going to lie. I'm into it. I'm into him doing this because I think that he's going to make me excited about Anything under Superman, Superman moniker? Yeah. Who yeah. cares about Superman? He's going to make it interesting to me. And I'm. What do we really call excited. We call him like a glass of milk. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not trashing Michael B. Jordan's acting because I think that he does an adequate job. But I think that having that kind of middle ground talent is great for superhero movies because he don't, doesn't require. This isn't, this isn't, I mean, there is some drama, but it's very surface level. I thought he was great in Black Panther. He, I thought he was, did you see him in that, oh shit, what's it called? Was honestly. Okay, well, did you see him in that movie where uh, he was getting um, people off of death row? No. Very good. Better. Okay. Very good. I know him from Black Panther, Fantastic Four. Well. And, uh, is it called Parenthood? It's a, it's a TV show. Oh, here we go. I'm looking Lauren at Graham. But when we're first introduced to Killmonger and Black Panther, mm-hmm. and then like <laughs> with him 
taking things from the museum and the hip hop music playing. And it's like, it feels very cringe and heavy handed. Not gonna lie. But that's just a superhero. But I couldn't see it. Also, that, and I couldn't see past how fucking fucking hot he is. Especially that scene. Holy shit. Anyway, that movie that I was referring to is called Just Mercy. Okay. And I believe that the writer or the director is from, went to the same high school as me. Okay. So that's, that's that on Michael B. Jordan. I'm excited. Yeah. I, I, I want a black Superman. I know it's not, I'm very, I know it's I'm not Kal-El. It. It's, um, Valzad, mm-hmm. which is fine. And I want Kara to be on there. I want Kent, Kent. I want Clark to be on there. I want Kara to be on there. And I want him to be on there. Like, I, I want, want the JG whole- Wentworth. <laughs> Cause I need cash now. <laughs> oh my god so we're getting we're getting more dexter on hbo max oh god what is with what is with all these shows just not knowing how to end too like that was we both skipped out on the last season yeah because we knew it was coming and we wanted to avoid it yeah because i enjoyed dexter and then i was like you know what i heard some things about the last season and i thought let's skip it i will forever quote Surprise, motherfucker. Home. <laughs> some fries, some fries motherfucker. motherfucker. <laughs> and then the viral video was like, some fries, motherfucker. Hot eyes, motherfucker. The I, I was crying when that man did that video. So. Genius. <laughs> I miss Vine. You never you never had Vine, did you? I never had it. Like the app. I was alive when it was I know. <laughs> you never had it. <laughs> You didn't scale the mountain. You didn't have your vine. Um, no, I saw some of it, like, but I wasn't as in tune with it as, like, say, so I, much shorter. It was, it was like six seconds, I think it was six seconds. Yeah, and TikTok now is up to like three minutes. I know. Right? I don't like the three. I don't minute. like the three minutes. You know what i I thought they were just going to give certain people three minute videos, like how they give like a swipe up feature to certain people on Instagram. And I thought, okay, if they didn't use it all the time, like if they just needed it. But everybody's using it. And it's so fucking annoying. Because I don't want to commit to that. I've already... My attention span is used to the one minute mark now. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't mess with me. Don't try and grab my attention for longer than that. It ain't going to work. Mm-hmm. Then we're just on YouTube at that point. I understand I'm trying to make things competitive, but also, like, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah. Like how Instagram, when TikTok started getting popular, like, introduced reels. Yeah. And then, you know, you took from also took from Snapchat with the stories. stories. Yeah. Whatever. It's fine. I just, I'll live. Not everybody does the three minute videos. And now a word from our sponsor. Masters of the Obvious is sponsored by FierceUnicorns.com. With a name you can trust, FierceUnicorns.com is a place where you can buy comfortable face masks that are curated, thoughtfully designed, and delicious. If you are a goat. FierceUnicorns.com sells fabulous apocalypse gear like stickers, handmade face masks, and print-on-demand apparel like a shirt that looks like a LaCroix, but says LeCunt instead. You know, wholesome rags. Every Friday is Fierce Friday, where the queers... Hey, only Loki can say that. (laughs) (laughs) In charge, post a new design or two, and it's been a fun, necessary project for them ever since the pandemic targeted them specifically and took their income and punched it in the butthole. Use code OBVIOUS at checkout to get yourself a slick 15% off and help us squeeze more money per episode out of the male gaze. Pun intended. Pun intended. You're still wearing your mask, right? I have to. I'm only half vaxxed right now. I'm getting my second shot this week. So in the desert here, we uh, do not have to wear masks anywhere if you are fully vaxxed. But I don't trust these fuckers. No. Also, yeah, the Delta variant may – I mean, COVID in general may not put me – There's a gamma variant now too. Jesus Christ. It may not put me in the hospital, but it may – but it also, but it could, I could still get sick and give it to my son who's not vaccinated. That's the scariest part to me is how many children under the age of 12 that couldn't possibly be vaccinated because they haven't okayed that walking around without masks with people who are also unmasked or with other people who are not masked. It's, it's so jarring. Terrifying. When school starts, especially here in the desert because they're so lax, I still hope that they do the mask mandate. And my son loves his fierce unicorns. Star Wars mask. So he's 
totally cool with wearing that. I think in ge- I think even even if there wasn't any variants or any risk of getting any kind of strain of COVID, it's a good idea to wear masks in general while you're out in public. Yeah, I don't even know unless see the you're half of my face outside. Then maybe, but like people are getting like the craziest colds right now too. Yeah, because everyone stopped wearing them. So go to fierceunicorns.com, find yourself a cute ass mask. I recommend the Barbie one with the rhinestones. Adorable. Oh my god! Everywhere I go, people go fucking eep I'm shit. A big fan of the Pokemon print. Oh, I haven't seen that one yet. When you find the ones you love, put them in your cart. When you get to checkout, use code Obvious. Get yourself fucking little little money off. We get a little love. Put a smile on your face that no one will see. Exactly. You're wearing a mask. So. After roughly a year, we finally have our Black Widow movie. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you. So I know Natasha Romanoff has had rigorous training, mm-hmm. but is it true that she also had a sort of super soldier serum? Yes. Okay. Is that canon in the MCU? I'm not sure. I'm not sure either, but it would seem it, that way with this movie. The way that she's taken hits? Yes. Yeah. So- from my understanding, her version of the serum doesn't grant her the same strength as Captain America, but it does allow her to perform at like peak human condition and st- with stamina and strength and recuperating abilities. So not Popeye's chicken, right? Um, which you know explains how she walked away from all all that those fall? bumps in that fucking movie. Like, are you fucking kidding? Yeah. Me? I guess we finally know what happened in Budapest. Yeah. Yeah, what a fucking anticlimactic. Anticlimactic? I can say it how. Anticlam. Budapest. 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 <laughs> but truly, like, that's what it was. They were hiding. And why, and did- why do we keep talking about wiping the the red from your ledger when that was shield that had you do that? Yeah. Also, like, when they refer to that situation, they are like, it seemed like, at least like, the exchanges between her and Clint in the in the movies we're very, like, romanticizing that. Right. And also, they made it seem like a hell of a long time before S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. No, that was her induction into S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. So I, I do like it when movies explore the gray, the morally gray area of of things like that. But I, do, I didn't see the point in that. No. And, you know, and then I have fuck Clint. Like, don't oh, yeah, give a shit. absolutely. But it's, that's chalked up to the writing of him in the MCU. Yeah. And, and, and just because I don't like Jeremy Renner. Well, also, yeah. Huh. And the fact that he was deemed more important to live on. Says that, well, he has family. Mm-hmm. And she and, has an empty... But he was more... Non-existent womb. More non-existent womb, is that what you said? And, yeah. So he was deemed more important to live on. Right. But he gets the Disney Plus show. She gets a fucking solo movie. Suck it, Clint. It was just really poor timing all around. This should have came out in the timeline of things, I feel like. It, w- it would have made more sense. So it was, this was like right after Civil War. Yeah. It would be cool if this was released right after Civil War. Um, and also before she dies. Because <laughs> why, why should hit, we care? It would, I well, yeah. Okay. Yes, exactly. Because um, I already didn't care for her before she died because of the way she was written. And they made her, they doubled down on her being a monster, though. So not only is she a monster because she can't have babies, she's also killed a child by blowing up a building. She's a child murderer. She's something else. I, <laughs> I read an article likening compulsive watching of MCU movies to Stockholm Syndrome. Mm-hmm. I mean, after I walked, I, I got to say, I, I 100% agree. After When I walked out of Black Widow, I was entertained, but I was, like, empty. I felt so empty watching it. And my kids, I took my kids to see it. And especially Ani, who is my little lesbian, is all about anything about women and, uh, like, could not sit down and watch this. I liked it. But I can't tell you why I liked it. It didn't illuminate anything any further. It didn't do much. My big issue is that the heart of the film wasn't her. It was Yelena. Like, it seemed like uh, Black Widow was just along for the ride. Well, this movie, by and large, was just to pass the torch on. 
the man, Yelena. Yeah, to Yelena. So, so she, because obviously we're, we don't have but Natasha it didn't, anymore. It didn't make me like Natasha more. The only times where she was really endearing is when she was with her family and they were trading quips. But like, other than that, I'm like, I don't really care what happens to her. Yeah. I did feel like this movie did have more nonstop action than other MCU movies. The action sequences were done really well. And I don't know why. I mean, for some reason, I'm thinking it's because it was a a female-led movie. They felt like they had to go harder. Mm-hmm. This is nowhere near as bad as Wonder Woman 1984. But the one similarity to it is the beginning sequence when they're young. Mm. And it was very emotional. And it was, and I felt like if it was more, more of the movie was like that, I would have liked it more. I, I still liked it. I I but there, there was that Easter egg, of course, that uh, Yelena had a Twilight Sparkle plushie, and this is supposed to be in the 90s, but the character design was post-2010, the My Little Pony reboot. Right. That was, wasn't an Easter egg. That was a that was a fuck-up. That was a continuity. It could have been, or but, you know, if we're going to go into our little Mephisto theory, it could just be a sign that this is like a, a multiverse. That's a real vague sign. I just feel like it would it shouldn't it wouldn't have been that subtle if that's where they were going with it. Yeah. So one of my favorite things about the movie was Yelena's relationship with Natasha. Mm-hmm. I we loved, just love Flo in general. Right. I loved her teasing her about being an Avenger, about not but not one of the big ones. <laughs> <laughs> loved obviously I think who didn't like her talking about the superhero poses? Mm-hmm. Fucking amazing. But here's this. Her teasing Black Widow about the poses feels like an acknowledgement of how the character has been treated like an object in the MCU. Yes. I didn't I I didn't mind that as much as I did the period joke. Right. But here right. didn't land. You're right. But here's the fucking here's the thing. It's pointless to make a joke after Natasha's already dead. Mm-hmm. Endgame, obviously heavily fucking implied that she died because she decided that as a single woman with no children that she had less to live for. Mm-hmm. And Yelena also forcibly sterilized as she explained to her dad when they busted him out of jail. And he asked if she was upset because it was that time of the month. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm torn because I like the crassness of that scene I like how jarring it is, and it would be very stupid of me to fucking expect a thoughtful and in-depth forced sterilization conversation in a fucking action movie. Well, and written by a man. But the scene does lend to the broader issues with Black Widow. Is this your Stockholm Syndrome talking? Maybe. (laughs) The the film, like, it brings up the uh, gruesome abuses of the civil liberties that affect real women around the world, but it avoids any emotional intellectual engagement beyond that. And it avoids a lot of the responsibility, too, like, finding out that their mother, Milena, was involved with it. And then she's like, oh, I didn't realize they were doing that. Okay. And then just does the right thing. And then the whole, like... You get to make your own choices now. Really? That's your big fucking line after you free a bunch of women from their mental prisons? Rehabilitate them. (laughs) Fucking, what? You're free now. Just run along. So just empty. Okay, I think it was was an underuse of Rachel Weisz as an actress. There really wasn't. You know what? If she's not in every scene, I always think it's an underuse of her her, because she is everything. But I found that weird. Yeah, didn't it dare me to Did you Widow? think that she was going to be Taskmaster? I didn't, but I was actually excited about her being the big bad because that's way more compelling. Mm-hmm. Were you upset that Taskmaster got a... Gender swap? Mm-hmm. No, but I don't think... I think it was done really clunkily. So Taskmaster was actually created by writer and friend of Maui Comic Con, David Michelini, mm-hmm. uh, who created Venom, Scott Lang, and War Machine. Yeah. Badass. So Taskmaster as a character, especially in the comic books, is really fascinating. Right. But we don't get Tony Masters. We get the little girl that Natasha blew up. I can see why they thought that was a good idea. But if Taskmaster no penis, how mimic fight good? (laughs) If Taskmaster woman, why no booby chest plate costume? (laughs) If Taskmaster Taskmaster, why not Taskmistress? If Black Widow have mostly women in movie, how MCU? Huh? 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 How she fight patriarchy, too. Huh? If it's a matriarchy. (laughs) 
I honestly would have loved it if 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 her mom ended up being the bad guy because it makes more goddamn sense. Come on, she, but we got that whole pheromone scene. <laughs> we got. We, we, I did like how it mirrored the scene with Loki. Like, thank you for your cooperation. Like, using her skills as a spy. Mm-hmm. I liked that, and I every fucking performance was stellar. I do really, really, really love David R. Harbour as Red as a Guardian. Russian super soldier, Red Guardian, washed up. This is what happened when he got um, kidnapped by the Russians in Stranger Things. Right, exactly. Rachel Weiss is science widow mom. Science widow mom. You like that? Mm-hmm. Florence Pugh is scrappy little sis. She's great as a little sister. So we good. know that. So little good. women. Little women, exactly. So... The end credit does hand off to not another Marvel movie, but a Disney Plus show. Right. Um, so that's new. So Yolanda is definitely going to be in the Hawkeye series. Gotta be. Gotta be. But we also we were discussing this earlier, too, about how it used to be a clause um, that Apple products could only be used by good guys on right. the big screen. I don't know if that's still true. But that wasn't, that was an iPad that had the picture of Clint. Yeah, I don't. I'm thinking that Apple changed that after um, Ryan. What's sorry? What's his name? Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Johnson. Ryan Johnson uh, (laughs) came out and said that that was a thing. Because Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds. (laughs) No, because he he brought it up during Knives Out. Yes, yes, that was a big bomb drop. Yeah, and I think that maybe Apple went, oh geez, everyone's giving us fucking shit about this. Let's just fucking scrap this idea and let whomever use our products. So I walked out of the movie having to basically explain it all to my husband, who was confused. <laughs> so it might be a movie for those of us who have seen the entire MCU mm-hmm. and have an understanding of the broader story. Are you gatekeeping? I am. My kids have seen every Marvel mm-hmm. property, and they were just making up excuses to use the restroom. Oof. They were so bored. I really liked it. I don't know why. I really liked it. I didn't hate it. I didn't particularly like it either. Hmm. I mean, like I said before, it could just be because it was the first movie I've seen in the theater since um, Birds of Prey. And it's all in the same theater. Pretty funny. Not ha ha funny. Birds of Prey better. It's a way more fun movie. I think I'm more invested in the MCU as a whole. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I probably like Birds of Prey better. Which, and you didn't like Birds of Prey. I know. And I liked this movie. It makes no sense. I'm a fucking (laughs) enigma wrapped in a mystery, wrapped in a burrito. Mm-hmm. Um, Loki? Yeah. This is the only thing we're unanimous about. No. No. <laughs> so I just want to say that we're only going to discuss the last two episodes. Yes. The second to last episode being the superior episode. Of course. That was actually the best episode in the series. By, by a lot. Yeah. It actually made me cry. It was so fucking good. So I just want to start right out the gate talking about Richard E. Grant as old Loki. Or uh, they call him classic Loki, actually. The best decision ever. And I, oh. I keep saying how much uh, Loki reminds me of Doctor Who, but especially Richard Grant. And then it dawned on me that he actually did voice the Doctor in like an animated. Okay, okay. Uh, to be fair, I love Richard E. Grant with my some of my favorite movies with Nail and I, How to Get Ahead in Advertising, and Spice World. They're Spice all Rich- World, yes. Richard E. Grant vehicles. It's a Richard E. Grant vehicle, Spice World. It's not mm-hmm. a Spice World vehicle. Mm-hmm. Of course. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's why everyone watched it. But you want to do, let's do some fun stuff from that second to last episode. I loved how stupid, how stupid the gang of Lokis are. So stupid. And pre- <laughs> President Loki. President Loki. Okay, so... You know, comic book fans have been hyping up President Loki for how long? <laughs> and it was just and he got a short. Hand, he got his hand bitten off by alligator and Loki. delicious scene. Oh, it was so good. And he, Kid Loki drinking an ecto cooler. Like it's yeah, so it's, many details, so many fun fucking things in this. Can you confirm if the the Loki Crocs are real? Oh, let's look that up. Because I might, I might get those. I want to be a croc person so bad. I don't know if I have it in me. No, it's not real. Damn it. Somebody did make them, though. A lot of people are... You don't probably 3D print it pretty easily. Right. So Loki's been having fun with not only comic nerds, but also history nerds. 
few episodes back, we got the D.B. Cooper explanation. The mm-hmm. hijacker that disappeared is actually Loki after losing a bet to Thor. And my fucking kid, Max, is fucking obsessed with D.B. Cooper. He used to go on, like, missions to try and find the missing money from D.B. Cooper because it's never been found. Anyway, he loves that <laughs> shit. He fucking loves it. He's trying to find clues as D.B. Cooper's whereabouts. Like, he just loves that shit. But we know – now we know. I can just tell him that D.B. Cooper fucked off to the Bifrost, so never going to find him. But in this episode – we find out that he's a Zodiac killer and not Ted Cruz. (laughs) Strongly worded letter. Right? In this episode, in the the second to last episode, we got (laughs) – I'm sorry. Can I (laughs) talk? That just reminded me of the bumper sticker that's being sold online. It's a picture (laughs) of Ted Cruz. And underneath it, it says, this man ate my son. (laughs) What? It's a it's a bumper sticker. It's a picture of Ted Cruz. And underneath it says, this man ate my son. This man ate my son? <laughs> no context. I don't want any context. No. Things are – please, if someone – never explain it to me. Because no. if you explain it to me, it will cease to be funny. Absolutely. In this episode for History – sorry, not this. The second to last episode for History Nerds, we got the Philadelphia Experiment. Do you know about this? Oh, snap. I didn't even... That huge ship that's pruned into the void and Eliath comes and destroys right. it. Right. If you caught it, it said the SS Eldridge. Oh. And that ship was allegedly used for the Philadelphia Experiment. It's said that on October 28th, 1943, that ship, equipped with generators and powerful electrical in- equipment, instruments, whatever, was set to be invisible from other ships' radars. Mm-hmm. This makeshift cloaking device, when turned on, supposedly caused the ship to disappear, only for it to reappear in Norfolk, Norfolk, Norfolk. Why do I have Norfolk. a hard time? I have a hard time saying you that. You got Kirsten. Wow. Norfolk, ah, Virginia. Seconds later, over 200 miles away. This disappearance reportedly caused crew members a range of issues, from severe nausea to being turned inside out. The experiment's been denied by the U.S. Navy ever since rumors arose of its existence. And the show doesn't explain what truly happened that night, but it does give a nod and a wink to the experiment. So maybe the TVA took notice of the anomaly after the ship impossibly turned up in Norfolk and pruned the giant boat. Does that also mean that um, the big smoke monster doesn't actually... Eliath? Eliath doesn't actually kill people or objects. They just get transported somewhere else. Don't know. Anyway, it's So old school Loki could still be alive somewhere else. Oh, that would be great. I think the writers are having a lot of fun with this fucking show. Yeah. We also got comic Easter eggs in that episode, obviously. We got Frog. Frog. Mm -hmm. Voiced by Chris Hemsworth. (laughs) Yeah. God bless. I can't imagine him getting that call. Like, so we just need you to... I had to rewind it a few times. I'm like, is that Frog? And Topher's like, what the fuck was that? I had to rewind it. And Mjolnir is also... I'm trying to... So good. We got the Thanos copter. Mm-hmm. And there's a Kang Easter egg tucked away in the episode. We get a Q-E-N-G building lying in the ruins of the void. Kang Enterprises owned by alternate version of Kang the Comper. Comper? Comper? The Comp Controller. When I saw that, I thought, no fucking way Marvel's going to pay off a big bad. It's set up. Because they don't do that, in my mind, because of WandaVision. Mm. I didn't think it was going to happen. I thought they were going to keep it more introspective. I thought it was going to be like like WandaVision. Mm-hmm. I thought that they were going to keep it full of comic book Easter eggs just for misdirection, for nerds. And then the big bad would end up being like another Loki. And then the two good Lokis would have to fight a version of themselves. And to me – like. Obviously, that would be the biggest bad of the smartest evil version of them, whereas those other chuckleheads. (laughs) (laughs) I love them. So, and to me, it fit with the theme of self-love and self-actualization and coming to terms with yourself. So that's how I thought it was going to end. Or just choosing to be the better version of yourself. Right. Yeah. The other thing I thought was going to happen was it could have been another Renslayer. I, you know, for a moment there, I thought it was gearing up to be that Ravana was the big bad. Because Renslayer in the comics, she's King's girlfriend, right? Mm-hmm. So I thought if she was the one that was controlling the timeline, it would make it Renslayer all along. <laughs> huh? Huh? 
And we could have gotten an end credit scene that threw to Ant-Man 3 with Kang and her. I thought maybe it would do that, but it wouldn't be like a full-on Kang the Conqueror. So let me just say this. Okay. I was, I, there's, I did not, I was wrong, wrong, wrong. I did not know what to expect for the last episode, clearly. But I can tell you what I did not expect. What? I did not expect a fucking Jonathan Majors doing a master class in acting as he chats with fucking people who are there to kill him. I didn't expect that. I didn't expect uh, Miss Minutes jump scare. <laughs> okay, that was one of my questions. Was that fucking scary? That was scary. I was so fucking scared. That got me. Why did we even... If if Kang knew what was going to happen up to a certain point, why did we even need Miss Minutes there? Chilling. <laughs> Chilling. Yeah. We knew that we were going to get a fight scene in the last episode, obviously. I did not see it coming that it was going to be Sylvie and, and our Loki. I also want to point out how disappointed I am that there is any romantic relationship between the two of them. There is or there isn't? There is between Sylvie and Loki. I know, we get it. If anyone's going to fuck it himself, it's going to be Loki. But I just... We just love just 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 walking right up to incest, but not quite. Okay, I want to. I, but I, not quite surpassing. No, 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 no. We're going to talk about this, but not right now. I, I want to talk about Sylvie. Okay. And my main gripe with the last episode. Okay, Sylvie was well. Done. That my main gripe has more to do with the second to last episode. Really? Where it was more? No, I love that was the best episode of the series. I just meant the developments in their relationship. I love their love story. I to me it's self-love. Okay. And Loki needed some of that. It's masturbatory. There's nothing more Loki than Loki fucking Loki, but I there's know. also nothing more Loki than Loki hating Loki. True. <laughs> well, cuz so, so he's the center of the universe, so all strong feelings are directed at himself. Exactly. I think Sylvie was done dirty. They made her seem irrational like a lady's irrational she the lady's irrational she's hysterical she's hysterical kissing and fighting and fuck off just fuck off i do kind of under i do understand her reasoning no that's just it i think that it makes the most sense yeah okay so she she's letting chaos rule and the timelines branch off and unleashing the kangs but why does that make her the villain her whole point, like her thing was never ending vengeance, wanting to get back at these TVA guys. Like she's right. The mm-hmm. theme of the season of Loki has to be, in my eyes, and not only self love, but free, free will. will versus tyrannical rule. Mm-hmm. Sylvie was fucking. At the end of the day, King is a fascist. She, Sylvie was fucking hunted by omnis- omniscient fascists mm-hmm. since her fucking childhood. She's led a horrible existence on the run. Why should we expect her to become convinced by Loki or whomever that a lesser evil oppressor is a better choice? Exactly. But they, but the way that it was done was very Star-Lord, right? Like, Exactly. Revenge at all costs. Uh, I think that a lot of people are no saying thoughts, that- No just revenge. Yeah, I think people are trying to be like, oh, well, now Star-Lord's not the biggest dummy in the MCU. No, fuck you, no. He still is He's the biggest dummy. <laughs> absolutely the biggest dummy. He could have not- pulled off anything that sylvie did absolutely so do you think the kiss was real or do you think it was a means to distract loki and get the upper hand and push him through the portal i i want to believe that it's not romantic that she knew he had feelings and she was trying to get the upper hand to get him to stop fighting her although they care about each other but not necessarily romantically okay do you want to make out we'll we'll show everybody what platonic love looks like so you're telling me that you don't like the kissing i don't i know I mean, I like I am. It just feels queer baity. I mean, I'm not saying that like the the Mobius and Loki thing. I never thought was going to happen. No. I would have liked it, but it, I knew it was not. It wasn't going to happen. But I, I they finally you know confirmed that he's bisexual and gender fluid and all those things, and then we're just going to have him in a hetero relationship after all that. Really, as a bisexual that's in a hetero relationship, yeah. you're going to be mad at that. Well, this is about representation. It's representing you. That's your life. It's mirroring you and you don't want it. But I'm not, I'm not, it's not my sister. It's not my brother. It's not his brother either. It's not me. It's not similar genetics. No, it's exact. Exact same. genetics. <laughs> I'm okay with it. Um, what, and, what and it, you're the one who's opposed to going to Arkansas. It's beautiful there. Fuck Arkansas. <laughs> um, 
So what do you think about the ending of her sending Loki to an alternate dimension where Mobius is a stranger? That hurt. That hurt. I do love Jonathan Majors, and I do love him in this role. Oh, God, he is fucking- And I would have liked this episode if it wasn't the last episode. He was- He's so beautiful. So- Oh, my God, yes. Also, that that makes two- um, Two actors from uh, Lovecraft Country in the show. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you think Sylvie will find our Loki? Do you think she cares to? Do you think she will? I'm sure. Are they both Are they both confirmed to being in Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness? I don't know. Do you think that Sylvie knows that she sent him to an alternate timeline? Maybe not. It's a lot to think through in that a couple seconds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the only thing that gave me solace, I ended it. I ended that episode going, the fuck? Only thing gave me solace was the season two, because mm. I thought it was going to be like Wandavision, and we were just going to be—that was it. That was the end of and it. And I was mad. I love the series. Unlike you, I like it more than Wandavision. I think that's, but that's mostly, <laughs> mostly I just can't stop listening to sexy Loki ASMR and having Loki sex dreams. And that's where and I'm. And you at. keep saying you like it better, and it's not because he's sexy, but then you just wrap that up with like, but also <laughs> listening to these sexy ASMRs. I never said it wasn't because he was sexy. I never said that. You tried to make that argument last night. The- I'm saying it's not because I want to have sex with him, okay. but it's probably... Sex appeal. Yeah. Has something to do Tell with me about the sex stream. No. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I talked about it. That's it. That's all you get. This is fucking rude. I'm leaving. That's the only reason why I came to this episode. I have sex streams about everybody. Just to get it out of the way. Okay. You do you do just to get it out of your system. Yeah, you're like, oh, I just met this person five minutes ago. I'm gonna go take a nap. Especially if they're, especially if they're <laughs> men. I need to get this out of the way. Especially <laughs> if they're men, I it, it just it's emasculate them out the gate. Right. So then anything they say to me, I'm like, your dick cramp crumples like a cup <laughs> cupcake. <laughs> crumbles like a cupcake. Your dick crumbles like a camping cup. <laughs> you can't say shit. Yeah. No. As a whole, WandaVision yes. is a better. No. No. That's just wild to me. No. I loved the world that they built in Loki. I love uh, how it weaves in with... It's in the quantum universe, right? Gotta be. Yeah. I love... Because there, there was a city in the quantum universe when Scott was in there. Hmm. It had to have been the TVA. The magic doesn't work in the quantum realm. Yep. There you go. They are definitely masters of weaving everything together. Such a massive oh do you want to talk about how the internet's saying that wandavision and loki weave together did you hear about this what where okay so they're oh, saying oh, oh, oh. yep so the moment yep. that he who remains goes has that moment where he's like i don't remember anything no. from this point on yeah i don't know what's going to happen from yeah. this point on people have synced it up with wanda becoming the scarlet the scarlet witch, witch. And when Sylvie, when he he drops, something. he drops like a pen, and that's when that's when Agatha drops as well. Yeah. So they're saying that that syncs up, which you know and you there co- are like the little red flares in the background. You could as well. say that. Well, Loki's timeline starts when from like what is that the first Avengers movie? Mm-hmm. From New York. And that's years before Wanda's story. But Loki's been in, even though he's only been in the TVA, what does he say, like for a week or something? But he's been in and out of timelines and time runs differently in the quantum realm. Mm-hmm. So it could, there's an argument there. I, a lot of other people have suggested that it's not when she becomes Scarlet Witch, it is when she's reading the Darkhold and here's her son. Mm. I think that we're either going to get. I mean, we're definitely getting Wanda and and Doctor Strange. Yeah. I would love to see Loki and Sylvie and Kang. And, I mean, it's already very, very stacked, though. we got, like, all the Spider-Men. <laughs> it's going to be a mess. So if it's not, if not that, we're going to get them in um, Ant-Man. That's a while, though. We have to wait a while. I know. Um, and but- where does the next Loki series fit in? To the- exactly. And it's, it's, it's going to be a hot minute for that as well. But I just really want to see Loki and Scarlet Witch together. And they're saying that yeah, Doctor Strange. I'm into that. What, what, what are you Strange, talking about? <laughs> I would love <laughs> quit shipping hetero relationships. 
Not on my watch. Loki. Oh, well, he could. Okay, so well, he's anything him, that he does. Actually, let him fucking shave, chip into a woman. Though, let them go even, at it. Actually, to be fair, him and Sylvie wouldn't be hetero because when you're gender fluid, everything's gay. Boom. But I still. But it it presents as. <laughs> um. But they're saying that Do- the Doctor Strange movie is supposed to be like a horror movie. <gasps> Fuck off. I'm so excited about that. It's not exciting. Oh, wow. And, I th- and Scott- Scarlet Witch is going to be bad. Ooh. She's going to be bad. I don't hate that. Because I th- we don't really have like multi-layered female villains. Know what else I read? The internet is saying that it's possible that the MCU is giving us House of M in reverse. Oh. Did you hear about this? So bringing in this the mutants instead of no more mutants. Exactly. Because Disney has acquired Fox, but mm-hmm. there has to be a way to bring them in that makes sense. Because why weren't they there during the attack on New York? Why didn't they come out of the... So if well, we... I mean, well, why were the fucking like, turtles during if, all that too? Exactly. So if we make an alternative timeline where she then brings mutants into the MCU, it could happen retroactively since the 80s. Mm. Interesting. Not just Ralph Boner. <laughs> Fuck Ralph Boner. <laughs> so disappointing. <laughs> we did it. We did it. Just just two gals. Yeah, huge thanks to us again. <laughs> so we fucking did I it. I really appreciate it when you thank me. I know. We are fucking delightful. We really are. Check out our website, mastersoftheobvious.com, for new episodes, news, and merch. Our Instagram, at Masters of the Obvious, Facebook at Masters of the Obvious, and Twitter at Masters of the O. And if you'd like to be a patron of our show, you can go to contribute.mastersoftheobvious.com. And if you'd like, we'll even mention you on the show. But if you want to remain anonymous, we totally fucking understand. I prefer being a dirty secret. Mm. Please don't forget to leave a glowing review on Apple Podcasts and to subscribe on whatever platform you're listening on to get notifications for new episodes. Can you leave reviews on anything? <laughs> you're just asking me to leave. Can you leave? <laughs> Can you leave? Can you leave a review on anywhere else besides Apple? I don't think so. All right. So go to Apple. Even if you're not listening to us on Apple, go to fucking Apple, leave a review. Go to Google, leave us a review. Go to our Facebook, leave us a review. Go to your mom and give us a good review. Once a day, just search for Masters of the Obvious on Google. It'll help us in the SEO. We love it. We love it. Thank you for listening and for doing all that as well, because you're going to do it. You're absolutely going to do it. And we love you, like, a lot. Who are these ladies? I don't know. Who gave this from the show? Masters of the Obvious. Ooh. Masters. Mm-hmm.